Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. NFTs are floating in popularity. This is a technology that will forever change the way people interact. So it is happening whether you understand it and like it or not. This phenomenon is you have now joined Jenny from the Blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the NFT Catcher Podcast with me, Jenny from the Blockchain, and my co-host, Michael Keane. For today's interview, we have Jessica Wildchild, who is a multidisciplinary artist and um, I think pretty known for her custom VAYC uh, artworks that she paints. So Jessica, welcome to the show. Hey, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm excited that you are coming on. Excuse my voice. I feel like I sound like I kind of lost my voice. I was, uh, yeah, my friend's bachelorette party was over the weekend yeah. and I'm like, I never really drink, so I'm kind of like still recovering from that, but, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Jessica. So I want to start by hearing your story on how you got into Web3 and then just jump right into it. Yeah, sure. So I got in in um, 2021. I think like a lot of people, it was the coins. So I heard about and obviously it was it's it's very classic. You know, we were getting to the top of the bull market. So, you know, that's kind of how everyone gets in initially. Um, so I got obsessed with the coins and I was like, which one's going to do this? Blah, 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 blah. I was writing it all down. And then I'd heard about NFTs and for a bit of background, I've always been an artist and I'd had it suggested to me, oh, like you're into art, like there's this thing called NFTs. I'd heard about it, hadn't really like grasped it. Um, and then I started doing my own research and realized, whoa, this is my chance to like fulfill my dream, be a full-time artist. Like, I saw like what the technology could do and was just totally captivated. And then I went to an NFT event in London called nft soho and that really changed my life because i was just around the people i was like whoa there's so much happening here and yeah it's kind of a cool story i am um, i had a job to go to in the middle east so i was um i'd kind of invented this role over covid as an artist in residence at my mom and dad's school and so i had this job to go to but the more i was getting into nfts and i was painting and i think i sold like a couple of paintings and sold some nfts and i was like I can't go to this job, but I've got to stay in London. Like it's going to ruin everything. And it was this really big decision in my life because I'd always been such a huge people pleaser. And like I'd never really done anything for myself and made a decision like that. And I made the decision not to come. And it disappointed my whole family. Everyone was like, you're disappointing us after everything we've done for you. What's an NFT? You know, they just like couldn't understand it. And like my mum, who supports me through everything, she was so upset with me but I was like look I was like I'm sorry I have to do this I have to do this I just know I know I have to stay I know I have to stay and I stayed and then I was basically so I was in London I had no idea what was going to happen how I was going to make it work but I just knew I just have to be here I went for this run and I was like oh my god no like actually what have I done like where am I going to stay I've got I was staying up with a friend at the time and I was like how am I going to make money what's going to happen and then I was like, one minute, one minute, one minute. I'm in the unknown. And the unknown is where you need to be for the magic to happen, you know, because if you do the same thing every day, nothing's going to change. And I was like, oh, yeah. 
I'm in the unknown. I was like, thank you, universe. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's all cool. And then the next day, um, my friend called Swolf Chan, who's an amazing artist, by the way, and he's got an ape. And so he came around and he said, why don't you paint my board ape? He's like, there's a kind of a bit of a market for derivatives. So why don't you paint it, put up a picture, just see what happens. So I painted it, made a video, put it out. And then I had someone message me, another ape, and go, oh, are you doing paintings? Like, can I have painting? And so he commissioned me. He was my first commission. And then I did another one. And each time I did a little video, so I was making content as I was going. And yeah, one led to another, led to another, led to another. And now I've painted 52. And it's kind of taken me all over the world. Um, I went to a lot of NFT events last year, which really just like opened up my life. And yeah, like kind of had a pretty crazy year of traveling, making art all fueled by painting monkey pictures. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. That's amazing. Um, so your family, they were all kind of like, no, what are you doing? What do they think now? I mean, after everything that's happened, like, are they supportive now? Like, or are they still kind of like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, no, they're supportive. They're, they were never, oh, that's good. they never actually disowned me or anything, but they were just <laughs> incredibly, incredibly disappointed. But no, they're, they're very pleased with me now. They, they can see, see the light. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's inspiring. And I love what you said too about um, you were like the unknown, like this is where the magic mm-hmm. happens, you know? And it's like, yeah, when you're out of your comfort zone and you're doing something new, I, and I love that you were like, you know, expressing gratitude, you know, for the for the new opportunities, new things that were coming to you that were mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Like, I love that. And I, I do that too. So yeah, just wanted to <laughs> call that out. But Michael, did yeah. you? With something else, I'll chime in for sure. That was an awesome story. And we were talking a little bit before, but I had an awesome time looking through your art today, all the art you made. So at first you look at it and it, it's just, it's very abstract, but then when you really start to look at the pieces, like if people go through them, there's faces and there's fish mm. and ghosts and all different <laughs> kinds of things. It's not just like abstract. You know, there's really a lot of really interesting things in there. And you, na- one of the names of your pieces was one of the, uh, the craziest name, the best names, craziest names I've seen for a piece of art. Do you know which one it might be? Um, psychedelic sandwich. No, I was going to say uh, Gotham Gangbang. Oh yeah, that, that one. That was, yeah, yeah, that was a funny <laughs> name. Nice, but That's I had a really funny good one. time, really good time going through your art though and, and checking it out. You got some really awesome stuff. Do you talk? You're you're, you're a traveler, obviously. So you talked about um, being from London, but do you do you talk about where you live at and everything? Yeah, so I mean, I you left don't have London. To say exactly where, like I do. Jenny gets mad when I say exactly <laughs> this where. This is I my live. address, guys. Come say hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I I left. I'll do that. <laughs> I I left England in November um, mm-hmm. last year. So oh, wow. it's coming up yeah, and that's when I I decided to give digital nomadism a try, and I was kind of yeah. debating: should I go? Should I not? Because, you know, I had, um, I was living in my mom and dad's house. They they don't live there. So I've got like this little studio. I've got my little thing going and I had the security of, you know, I've got a studio. I can work here. I've got my livelihood here. But I just thought, you know what? I've, my dream is be able to travel and make art all over the world. So I thought, well, you're not going to do that if you stay in your mom's house. So you got to go. So, yeah, so I left. So I went to, where did I go? I've been to Mexico. I spent some time in Thailand, which was amazing. That started this year in um, Chiang Mai for two months. Oh, and did the, the islands as well. And then I ended up in Vietnam, but I didn't think 
that I would be staying here, but kind of a lot of things happened and this is like now my base. So I have, and it's, it's lovely because you can stay here and it's very close to all the other, obviously it's, it's close to the other Asian countries. It's in Asia. So last month I went to Seoul for Korea blockchain week. And then I went to token 2049 in Singapore. And Mm. I mean, they were amazing events. I hadn't been to, to be fair to either country and it re- Korea in particular really blew me away. Like they're just like what bear market, you know, they're so into the crypto art. Um, the NFT scene is really booming. Like the culture wow. really, really cool place. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Vietnam is my base. So uh-huh. this is kind of where I stay and then I can pop off and go to other events if I choose. I love that. Hell yes. Like your uh, hat says. Hell yeah. yeah I, that's why yeah, I say yeah, it comes from yeah. this hat. But when oh, I was yeah. <laughs> what do you like, like about uh, living in Vietnam? I like it's very relaxed and it's very chill. I like the food. I like, I mean, where I am, it's Da Nang. So um, it's slap bang in the middle. But, you know, I've got the beach is five minutes walk down there. There's a big Buddha statue, like a lady Buddha. So she like watches over us. And yeah, it's just it's very easy going, and I think it was quite chaotic when I was traveling for a bit of time, and I felt quite out of control. And so when I came here, it was just peace. And so I was just, oh, thank God! So it's yeah, just kind of given me that like clarity and like stability that I was looking for. Cost of living's also very cheap in a place like that compared to London or the United States. Oh I my believe, God! Right? Yeah, definitely, like, hundred percent. Right. I mean, like you know, meal, got, meals for meals for a couple bucks, like stuff like that. A dollar. Yeah, no, exactly. It, I, exactly. There's yeah. that too. I mean, for the for the um bear market, strategically I have placed myself yeah. into because it it just doesn't make sense. And obviously what I do like I'm building. And I think, you know, as an artist, everything it can be quite unpredictable. So just for that, as I've said before, like for that peace of mind, you know, and look, I mean I've got coconut here, no. like see the in this modern world, not to do that is almost crazy. Like I, I kind of agree. Like, I mean, yeah, Jenny, yeah. Jenny, you move around a lot. I mean, Jenny goes city to I city, move not within con- the state, not country to country. But, but still. I would love to be but, like a digital yes, I mean, nomad. Like, yeah, That'd be no, it's, it's it's you are a digital nomad. No, I'm not. Kind, There's yeah, no lo- yeah. nomad means you don't really like have like a home. Ba- I mean, I have like apartments and everything, and I have yeah. my cats. But if I, I really was like living that like laptop lifestyle, like that would be cool. Mm-hmm. And then just like, yeah, it's, pr- it's yeah. I think it's really cool. I think it's like a generate. I, I wish I would have done it when I was, when I was 20 years old, I was you know stuck in college, whatever. I would yeah. love to just, but it wasn't really like there weren't even, you couldn't even have laptops that were connected to the internet everywhere. When I was traveling, uh, we'll go back. 98, 99, 2000, you had to go. If I wanted uh-huh. to send an email to my family, I had to go to an internet cafe and yeah. like hang yeah. for like a, like minutes on the computer. Yeah. Yeah. Things have, we've moved on since yeah, then. Sure. So that's what like, <laughs> yeah. so young people like there's, and their parents don't understand your parents like, like what, you know, probably, but like it's, it's, it's for young people. Like the cost of living is so we complain about the cost of living in our country and your country. And it's just, it's, and the culture is amazing. Like, and, and you said the food, like you do a lot of pho. Yeah. The pho's really they, good. Yeah, yeah, I like the yeah. pho. And all yeah. kinds of stuff. They have all kinds of good stuff. For it. That's, uh, do you feel that, have you, you ever lived in the US? Me? No, yeah. I visited oh. though. I went, um, I went to 
NFT NYC last year. So I was in New York for like a week and then I did a week up and down LA. But I'm looking to come back because I want to come to Art Basel. Oh, so Miami. Looking- yeah, that's, yeah, the yeah. that's the best one. That's the best one because it's, it's Miami in December. It's the best. What, what sort of temperature is it? Like perfect, beautiful. Okay, sweet. Because you know what? It's, it's kind of like- It's Miami it's- in the wintertime where it's cold everywhere else and it's gorgeous here. Nice. Because that, yeah. that was the funny thing. I arrived in Asia with the intentions to come back um, to England. And so I had my big, like, fluffy fur coat with me. And I lost it on um, on a sleeper bus. And then afterwards, I kind of thought, oh, it was like the universe saying, you won't need this anymore. You're not going back to the cold. But yeah, that's good to know because I was worried it would be cold in Miami. So Never, never. No, we don't get cold, cold here. Hate the we, cold. Don't, we don't get cold here ever. We don't get cold here. Are you in Miami right now? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I live uh, 45 Woo-hoo! minutes north of Miami. Yep, yep. Oh, I got lit. Amazing. Yep. We'll see you yep. in December then. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing that we're so far apart right now. We're on literally the opposite sides of the globe. If you believe in a globe, Jenny yeah. doesn't believe in the globe, but that's a different story. I never said that. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that's no, pretty cool that we're having this conversation from all I know, corners it's crazy. of the earth. Yeah. The it's power so of the internet. Power um, of the me. Do you have like, do you travel with other people or do you just like, are you a solo traveler? Bit, bit of a mix to be honest I mean every time I've gone to an event I've met up with people and I go to the events with people but I do think that um solo traveling is so good like it's one of the best things like ever that you can do like to get to know yourself and say I really like solo traveling although if I'm going to say like Korea Blockchain Week or Art Basel like I'd want to go with people because well, it's kind of you know it's a bit more of a vibe a bit more do you general. ever feel like scared like being alone or do you kind of feel like safe you're fine no no I, i'm totally I'm, I'm cool i mean i grew up abroad anyway so i grew up in uh bahrain in the middle east so like and i, I have done like a fair amount of traveling for that so I'm, I'm very very independent i mean if anything maybe i should have a bit more fear <laughs> but, um you're but, fearless. Nah, I'm, I'm i'm chill yeah that's good that is definitely for someone, if you haven't done it, because I haven't done any solo traveling, I always travel with other people, like, or I'll go places, but I'll, like, meet them there. And I don't know, I'm like, that would be cool to do a little solo trip, but I feel like it'd also be a little scary, because I'm like, I oh, know, like, what see what happens? Get out your comfort <laughs> yeah. zone. Yeah. It's literally, like, the best thing ever. Yeah. Like, the first time I did it, I went to Berlin when I was at uni, so I might have been, like, 18 or something. I went for a week on my own, booked the whole thing, did everything, and, yeah, it's you, you build a lot of self-confidence because obviously you've got to be got to be dependent and it's on you and also I think it's a different vibe when if you're with a group of people and you meet other people you're kind of dependent on what your friend wants to do but then which mm-hmm. isn't a bad thing but then if you're on your own you kind of have a bit more bit more freedom sure yeah I love I love solo travel I couldn't agree more I, I've been away for a month or two by myself I went to South America for six weeks. Uh, nice. by myself yeah i had met people you know you go to hostels and you meet people oh and love all hostels. that but like yeah for sure it's the best oh, yeah. i mean and you you okay. can get up whenever you want and go to whatever wherever you want to go that day you don't have to worry about making plans with anybody yeah exactly take pictures of everything i don't know i love it i love it i know it's so good where did you go in south america i've been all over south america um i the Back in 98, I was in Venezuela for five weeks. 
And I was then, one years old. <laughs> one year old. I was there. I was in Caracas, Venezuela, the day Hugo Chavez was elected randomly. Oh, we were, yeah, and that ended up being horrible. But when I was there, Venezuela was the richest country in Latin America. Wow. Yep. It's not the case. Not. Changed. No, it's yeah. certainly not. Certainly not. So I've also been to Peru, Ecuador, Colombia, Argentina a couple times, which I love Argentina. I've been to Uruguay, uh, Chile. And Great. then a bunch in Central America too, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Belize, Guatemala. All up I haven't there. been to any. I've been to, I went to Mexico mm. this year. Yeah, Mexico's to- great. Mexico's amazing. Yeah. Latin America is some of the best travel. Also, Southeast Asia is. But if you love Southeast yeah. Asia, you will love Latin America just the same, like Peru. And it's got, it's awesome down there. Awesome. Yeah. And lots I, of I people traveling, lots of solo out. travelers, like tons of Europeans. Us Americans are scared to travel. Not me, but and a lot of Americans yeah. like to have the attitude. Like I talk to my friends, and they're like, "I'm not going to go. I'll be a target in another country." I don't know. It's just I'll be a target. I'll, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's like that. Yeah. I don't know. How do you get around? Like, there's no Uber or anything out there, right? Uh, no, yeah, we have Uber, but we have Grab as well. But I, I have a bike, so I have a little scooter. Um, and I didn't know how long I'd be here for. And it's like, cheaper to buy one than to rent it. And you can sell it back. And I got this mad, I actually got scammed, but like, basically I've got this like absolute piece of shit bike for like a hundred bucks. And when I go around a roundabout, something will go bing, 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 like fall off the bike down the road. So I feel like it's only a matter of time. But, um, so, but I've still got, I haven't bothered to upgrade. So I've just got this little, little scooter I go around on. I try to walk as well. Cause I feel like I just used the scooter for a month and I started putting on weight. <laughs> Cause I wasn't walking anywhere. Well, all right. Do you ever see like homeless people? No, not really. Really? Yeah, because I was thinking about that and I'm like, I feel like the US is very like, there's a lot of homeless people. It kind of feels unsafe if you're in major cities. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've noticed that other countries like, sometimes I just feel safer. But you do have to be careful about getting scammed because I've definitely been out of the country and been scammed before too. Where it's like, they'll just stop. Like, okay, you got to give me money like to continue on your way. And mm. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it happens. Um, no, America's definitely, when I was in New York, and, and LA, to be fair, and I'm just thinking, right, there's the level of crazy people here. I don't know if that's, like, like the right term to use, but the crazy people everywhere. And I'm like, like, levels that are not seen in the UK, and they have guns. I'm like, it's not safe. The US, are you saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know, that's what I'm saying. I feel like the US is, like, one of the most unsafe places to live. Wild. Like, I swear, like, it is. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Okay, I want to go back to your art for a second here. So do you, are you a full-time artist? Yes. Okay, yeah. so ha- full-time. And what inspired you to kind of make that leap of faith and go full-time? And what were you, like, doing before? Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, the going full-time was basically when I, like, stayed and started painting the apes. Um, before that, my last normie job was I was working in a spa where you had like like fat, rich, overweight people like talking to you like your scum and stealing ice creams out of the like out of the fridge. And that was oh, I was, I was I only had one shift a week there. It was on a Sunday. It's kind of when COVID was happening. So I kind of had when COVID happened, I took that as an opportunity to fully like put loads of effort into my art. I made a website. I started doing digital portraits. Um, and because I didn't have a job because of COVID, 
like I had that time. But then, yeah, when COVID wore off, I worked in the spa. But I mean, I was, I, I hated it. It was, as I said, it was only one, one shift a week. But I was just like, my time is so valuable, and this eight-hour shift is just like seriously getting in the way of me and my goals. And uh, yeah, I could not stand it. But I was also, I'd get in trouble because I was just getting into NFTs, and so I'd have my laptop. Which you shouldn't do. Like if you were at a coffee shop and the girl's like on her laptop, like minting an NFT that she's just made, like that's not okay. So I think I was, I just kind of was getting to the point where I was not fit to fit into a normal job. But before that, I've worked in coffee shops. I've worked in bars. I've done a variety of jobs. I actually used to be in the army, kind of. Like I did this, um, it was called university officer training course. It was like a cadet thing with um, Sandhurst, which is our military academy so I did that at university but um but again I don't think I was particularly suited to that because I'm very much a hippie artist like in the army but um but yes yeah, so I've, I've done a variety of things before I went full-time there was just no the thing is also I'll say once you go full-time doing your own thing there's no way that you can go back to having a normal job I don't think like once you can make it for yourself it's very hard to go back you know like I, I never intend to work a nine to five or like work for someone else again, like collaborations and contract work like that's fine. But like your time is so valuable. And if you're just working, you know, by the hour, I think that's not, I think you could use your time better for sure. Wow. That's cool. Damn. So then how did you get into like painting? And obviously I was looking at you, you do a bunch of different things like VR, like art, which is like crazy, by the way, I feel like that's a really good skill. Because not many people are are skilled with that. What do you do in VR art, by the way? Let me let me interrupt there. Yeah. What do you do with VR art? With VR art, what I do is I get my MetaQuest, mm-hmm. MetaQuest Two, MetaQuest Pro. I can't remember what it's called. Put that on, um, and basically what you can do is you can. I'm in the process of. Um, I've got my collection of Wild Childs, the Jessica Wildchild collection. I'm uh-huh. in the process of taking those from being. Uh, 2D procreate animations and I'm building them in VR because what you can do is you make the body so you know I'll make the hair make the body and it's it's a, oh it's so it, it's the most exciting thing that I'm doing at the moment it's so much fun because you can it's like because I'm a painter like that's I've, like mm-hmm. that's the thing, you know I've always been a painter and so it's kind of creating everything I know from paint with texture and like the application of paint but then applying it to a 3d model is like really it's a really like fun challenge so but yeah so I'm, I'm recreating my little wild childs and 3d worlds and then what you can do is actually rig them which is where you hook them up to a skeleton and then you can make that mm, skeleton make frame move, yeah. and interact so you know the you know you can make a game you can make you know i've got a little girl that's a strawberry on a skateboard and i can get her on a skateboard and doing flips and stuff but i need i need to learn that side of it too. I mean, that kind of goes into Blender and Unity and things like that. Right, but, um, but yeah, you're right. Like, not many people are. There's, uh, there's not many artists doing it yeah. at the moment. So, do you I know? Think... Uh, do you know our friend Creatress? I don't think so. No. Yeah, she's uh, she's a she's a friend a friend of the podcast. We had her on, um, known her for a long time. This day, she does VR art and she actually creates live. Like, she does a lot. Of, she'll probably be at Art Basel. She's at a lot of these um, events and they hire her to come and she basically puts her headset on and like dances on stage and makes the art on her. the screen. Like, yeah, yeah, she's awesome. She's her, awesome. Yeah. An awesome person. She lives in Hawaii too. She's really cool. 
Really cool. That's sick. Yeah. Creatress. Yeah, really look her up. Creatress. Yeah. I'll even send, I'll send you her link after we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. I like the name too. VR, VR artist. Yeah, she got to VR artists need to uh, stick together, right? Yeah, and you can collab yeah. together as well. Like one of you's yeah. got a headset. Someone else totally. has got the headset. Especially you if you together. come to Basel. Especially if you come to Basel. Ooh. Wait, do you have to be in the same location to do that? Nope. No, you probably don't. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, that's you, sick. You could put your headset on. I could put mine on. You meet in Multibrush, which is this app. And you have your oh. avatar. And you can be like, hey. No like, way. Yeah, wave your arms and they wave. And then you can take hey, How many people can be there with you? Ooh. And you can do art? Like, that's awesome to do. Yeah, you, you can do make that. art together. It's crazy. It's, it's really you, cool. And you yeah. that's fun. take the art, take it out. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, your oh. art is very, like, colorful. I love I love colorful art. And, yeah, I just love that you just really go for it. What, what inspired you to kind of adopt your style of art? Mm, um, well, originally, <laughs> I think you can kind of look at my art pre-psychedelics and after psychedelics so I mean there's always had that ethereal kind of abstract like layering of like forms and that comes from sleep paralysis because I had sleep paralysis for about 10 years of my life it was a huge like like very informative thing in my life Um, and it started happening when I was about 12 and so that's where you wake up you can't move but also you have a lot of out-of-body experiences or the sensation of being out of your body. And that's why, and that got me into spirituality. So I'm really, really inspired by spirituality and unseen realms. And, you know, reality isn't real. You know, it's like when you, and if you like have taken psychedelics, like that is like very apparent, but like what we're in base reality is not it. Like there's all this other stuff we don't, there's so much stuff we don't know as well, like ghosts, aliens, things we can't explain and so I think that that really drives my practice but it's actually when I got into NFTs was around the time that I started really experimenting with psychedelics and it actually cured my depression it cured my anxiety and just brought more color into my work basically because before my work was maybe a bit more serious and it had a lot of um like deep blues and deep reds and um after I kind of like freed my mind I guess and then how the the wave that NFTs took me on which just like totally changed my life and just made it so much better yeah I just started putting more colors into my work and I was just like I want to make the world more colorful and brighter you know because if you look at a painting and it's nice and bright and you know like speaks to you that's obviously like a really nice vibe and that's also why now I incorporate a lot of like little figures in my art so it's like what was mentioned before you know I'll create these works but then I'll put little characters in and little beings and I like it when they're all like interacting and kind of a bit just like surreal and incorporating a bit more of a you know cute little narratives in what when you say psychedelics what are you talking about specifically because I actually um probably a couple times a week I like microdose on shrooms I I microdose today (laughs) oh really nice on shrooms yeah 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 yeah, shrooms, shrooms. Yeah, that would yes, be crazy. I'm, tri- I'm tripping my face off right now. <laughs> tripping balls. <laughs> Me too. No, um, I yeah, it's magic mushrooms, so like psilocybin and um, LSD, and I think significant. Like I had, I've had a number of very big trip, like macro, obviously like like 
proper trips in my life and that you know it's just crazy it's like it it, it re obviously like you know like it rewires your brain so if your brain gets like blown up and you can then see all the workings and you can oh I don't want to be like this anymore I don't need to do this I'm going to fuse these neurons together make a new pathway oh sweet because you know you might be doing something in your life that you I know I need to change this about myself but then mm-hmm. you have a trip you come back and you're like oh I actually know I'm not just aware of it now I understand like I need to change this to be a better person and you know and then the micro dosing it it just keeps you on the right track you know it's like if every three because you, you take it mistake mistake then you take it again um, and it's such a small amount obviously like you can go around and do what you want and it doesn't you're, you're not like tripping or anything but it just taps you into like your higher self like connects you to you know god the universe and i think we live in such an uncertain time and obviously i think just being a human in general is like what is it like to be a human it's it, it's a weird experience and i think we we are all prone to kind of you know existential dreads or anxiety or you know in the modern world as well it's so far so far so far so fast and in crypto you know i mean we've just had the bear market and you know all, all these stresses and it just helps every couple of days just to tap into you know just like a state of like love and everything's nice yeah, and yeah i mean such a big advocate of it like i think it it i notice a big difference in my life when i don't use it you know but yeah i all about that one time i had a i tripped and i literally like thought i was a homeless person and i was like Why? i it was like such a crazy feeling because I literally tapped into being a homeless person. Like that was like, and, but it's obviously sometimes you have bad trips because you're like, you're going through things in your life. And then it's like, if you trip and you're not having a good life, yeah. like it can definitely just kind of make you see that, I guess. And I, I've honestly, I've broken up with like two boyfriends after tripping. Like I was like, nice. well, this is a sign. Like, you know, it's like, I feel like, Sometimes you lie to yourself, like in real life, or you like well, say yeah. things, and it's like when you trip, like it's like the truth. It's just like you see everything for what it is, and you realize like that life is so precious. And if we're not, you know, happy, then what is the point? So, yeah, hundred percent. I actually, I, I've got I've got two two little stories. So my next oh, yes. door neighbor, um, this is a wild trip that she has. <laughs> she said, I actually had a, I, I, I had a proper trip, like on at the weekend um and I came back and first of all I had this I had the I just felt so good like it was one of the best trips I've ever had I was just dancing I just felt like I was a goddess and I'm dancing with this other goddess and it was a really and the full moon came up out of the clouds and it was just the most magnificent thing I've ever seen in my whole life but um my friend he's got a lot of like personal stuff going on and I was running in circles and dancing like a crazy person. And he was lying on the ground in the fetal position because he's got all this, the weight of his problems, like he had to lie down. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, but yeah, so my housemate was saying that she had a trip where she she dreamt or she she experienced being a grain of sand and that everyone is a grain of sand on a beach and you're all screaming because you're grains of sand and then people with flip-flops are treading on you. Whoa, that's so <laughs> like, Whoa. She's like, are there people with flip-flops? But I mean, that that's probably, that's, that's not a very good trip. But I also had this feeling of, say, like, I'm the main character in a game. 
and say like and all around you you've got all the people you know and they're all on their own timelines but everyone is kind of playing a role in your game and like you know the universe just wants you to get towards your goal and it's going to do everything to help you do that and you've got all these people and you know yeah that was that was quite a quite a nice sensation you think there's like parallel universes where it's like like there's different versions like of your life like playing out but you kind of like don't really know yeah i think about that sometimes the right one (laughs) yeah you pick the right one you're like what do i want to be in the reality where i do this or do i want to be in the reality that and you can like choose it yeah life is like a game life is a game yeah (laughs) excellent stuff this actually brings comes into my next topic i want to talk to you about because about one of your like five or six tiktoks ago you said you spent the whole night watching conspiracy theory. We're going down some conspiracy rabbit hole. Oh my the god! The New World Order. What? Did, what? Blow our minds. Yeah, what, what, what did you get into? What? What are you? That can get pretty like crazy going down the rabbit hole. It's like, oh shoot! It's yes. like all this stuff where you're like, wait a minute, everything is be- being like concealed from us, and like we think things are one way, but they're like actually a completely different way. But then yeah. it's like sometimes things are odd. Ob- like once you know, it's like, oh, then things are obvious. Then there's signs. Then there's like symbols and all this stuff. And you're like, what the heck? Like, mm. anyway, sorry, go back there's, to There's a lot. There's a lot. I don't like, I'm always, I think they're called cool conspiracies, but I'm not being funny. I think there's like a lot of truth in wow. like a lot of them. I mean, I think we are controlled by like a top, top, top elite that can, you know, like that pyramid where it's got like, the top people in the media controls everything. Like, yeah, I keep up with the news, but that's not because I believe it. It's like, right, what do they want you to think? You know, like even recently, they were yeah. saying 90% chance of, of a US lockdown. And then, oh, Wait. it hasn't happened. And it's like 90% chance. And then they're just going to take it back. And then, you know, right. even like you know, manipulating the markets with, with um, like crypto, you know, they'll be saying, don't buy this Bitcoin so bad, but then they're buying it behind the scenes um i think i think it is just in human nature as well to be greedy and i think the the more successful you get i think you do find a lot of like narcissists and psychos and so i think you know given that that is the case there are probably some kind of like dodgy people that are not very empathetic towards the rest of humankind at the top but yeah i don't know yeah there's I mean, the, there's there's so many, there's so many like to go down. I what, mean, what about aliens? Thing. What about aliens? We talked about that. I think we talked about aliens last week on the pod. Do you, you like uh, the cake alien, the Mexican love, cake alien? That guy, yeah, ET, the little ET. So good, yeah, so good. That crap that happened when I was in um, when I was in like South Korea, the the cake alien, and I just thought it was the. Is that funny. what people are calling it, the cake alien? Because it's like. It's not a cake, but then that person came out and made it a cake and then made oh, it look Oh, you know? I didn't know that. I didn't know someone made a cake. Someone told us that on the pod. I forget who it was. They told us about the cake? Yeah, they did. I think it was uh, Luke. I don't know. Yeah. They made like an exact replica of this alien that was revealed and then like like cut cut its head off and you can see it's a cake. But then that oh, was geez. like distracted everyone from the fact that aliens were brought out. <laughs> But right. the aliens are definitely real, I think. Like, you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure that I've seen a flying saucer 
once before I've seen something move across the sky with like crazy purple, like this weird color. And the way it moved was very, um, it, it was like normal stuff doesn't move like that. And this was like years ago. I was with like one of my like boyfriends and we looked up and we looked at each other and we're like, did you just see that? It was like very, very odd. But yeah, there's definitely aliens, 100%. 100%. I think so. They, I don't know about the Mexican one. I, I like to think it's true because I want, I want them to reveal it. I, I want, want them to, to tell us. Yeah. yeah. But like they say they're doing all these tests on it and then like. I feel like massive. that alien looks so yeah. small though. It looks it's small. Like, I know, it's tiny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel it's like so cute. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't think they're just cute little things. Like. That look harmless, like uh, I don't know about that. I know. Anyway, sorry. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say I like the um, the theory that we all originate from alien planets as well, and you know that, that could play- absolutely be true. And and they mix yeah. they mix with like the the ape species that were around, like they yeah. mixed. They could they could have mixed like there could be aliens that saw this planet and needed to inhabit it, mix their DNA with the aliens. And with the apes and got, you know, a lot smarter, made humans. Mm. Oh, and, and the one that aliens developed us, developed us when we were ape like right. creatures um, to mine gold because gold is what they use in their machine. I've, I've heard about that, the Anunnaki. That's a good one too. The Anunnaki. And, yeah, right, exactly. Oh, yeah, the Anunnaki. Yeah, so they're, good. The one, they're the ones that need the gold. Ready? That's why they say that's why gold is so valuable now to mm. us. Because why would it really be? It's, you know. And now we've got digital gold, Bitcoin. Yep. Yeah. Should we get into gas wars? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Think so. All right. So we have a rapid fire segment where we each ask you five questions, not okay. having to do with NFTs. And yeah, answer them. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. I'll go first. What is the best gift you've ever received? I don't think this is the best. Oh, God. Um, someone gave me a keychain the other day and that I met in a cafe and we just had a chat and I told her I was an NFT artist and she didn't really know it was and I told her about it. And then I happened to go back to that cafe a couple of days later. She was there. She came over and she was like, I got this for you. And she gave me this little plastic keychain of a little space. looks like a bit like a little wild child. And I thought that was a really lovely present because it's like, I don't know her at all. I don't know how she knew I was going to be there as well. But um, I think... It, that's just so, do you know it's only like a little plastic thing but the thought behind it like made it way more valuable than if someone had bought me like a louis bag or something that's what so, gifts Are you yeah yeah it? like really, really thoughtful and it came at a time when i needed like a little boost so yeah that was that was a nice present what's the craziest thing you ever ate in your travels uh i ate a live octopus tentacle when i was in seoul and it was really gross i was really sick uh, is it one of it those like ones a- that's like literally moving yeah yeah and i've it, seen that i've it's seen so that raw. Yeah, it was yeah. just like eating it like uh, bogey. it was horrible oh my god <laughs> <laughs> nice what is yeah. something new or interesting that you've recently learned i mean probably something down the conspiracy down the conspiracy rabbit hole. Oh, inflation. I never understood how inflation works. And I watched this video and it explains it with the like images. And now I understand. That would be you it. want to explain it's it? Nice. Yeah, it's, it's basically like, say, all right, I'll bro science this, but I'll give it a go. So say if you've got 10, 10 billion 
they can loan out 9 billion. And then on top of that, they can loan out 8 billion. But then it's like it doesn't exist. So it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And everyone, it's all just like fake. Like all the money in circulation right now is essentially just debt. But yeah, I, yeah. And there's so much of the money that things need to cost more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. None of it there's so much. There's so much fake money, right? It's like constantly yeah. the supply right. is not increasing. Or the supply right. is not decreasing of money to make it more valuable. It's increasing, so then it, yeah, it yeah. costs more dollars to buy stuff. In like yeah. billions, but people are like, making more money, so then it's like, you know, yeah, crazy. Yeah. What's your favorite museum? Museum. Mm-hmm. Museum. Uh, Excuse me. Excuse me. My accent. Well, yeah, you're right. Like, Museum. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Natural History Museum in London's pretty cool. But I mean, if we're counting like art galleries, then maybe like the Tate or the MoMA's pretty cool. I like the MoMA. That's got a lot of abstract cool. expressionist art. And that's that's a big inspiration to me. So maybe the MoMA. Cool. Uh, what is something on your bucket list? Um, I want to do paragliding. Ooh, that'd be fun. Skydiving, yeah. Sky, you haven't skydived yet? No, no, no. Oh, I'm, I'm surprised. My brother did it and he passed out in the air. Really? What the? That okay? Yeah, but he, he was strapped to someone, so it was okay. But the pictures yeah. are hilarious. <laughs> uh, if you so as an artist, if you got hired to do one dream job to paint something to create something, what would that dream job be? It would be a massive. Like, say if you've got a big hall, it'd be painting just this huge painting, like a huge, abs- like like a wild child world, massive, like where you walk in and you look up and you just feel like a little, like a little child in the presence of like God or something very impressive. Yeah. A, a big ass painting, basically. Nice. Nice. You'll make that happen. We'll go to see it. Woo-hoo. Um. Yeah. What is your favorite weekend activity? Weekend activity. I mean, all my days are pretty similar. I would like maybe, I mean, I love yoga, ha- taking my time and having really nice long yoga sessions get me all zen yes. down. Michael's, yes, Michael's in yoga. I've done hot yoga almost every day for four months now. Damn. Almost, oh, my God. Yeah. nice. I do yoga every almost day. Almost every yeah. day. Do you? That's so awesome. Good. Yeah, it's the so best. Good it's the best. I've never done hot yoga though. Ah, oh, it's the best. I'd slip over. It's the only way. I don't want to do regular yoga. Always hot. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Chocolate. Easy. Okay. Way quick. <laughs> this one is an interesting one. What is a smell or an image that triggers nostalgia for you? Um, I like geranium, and that reminds me of my grandma. Oh, she's have geranium. So I, lo- I love that smell. Like, you know, like essential oils or like pillow spray or something. Yeah. I like that one. Nice. Well, sweet. You successfully made it through our gas war segment. <laughs> Wait, no, Michael, you have one more. Sorry. I <laughs> have one more. Sorry, what so. is the best concert you have ever been to? Ooh. Oh. Um, I went to Ziggit when I was little or like when I was a teenager. And I saw Blur. Um, he's like, do you know Blur, like the English yep. band? Yeah, and I'm they familiar. played song two, and I was off my head, and that that was pretty epic. Mm. 
That was cool. But nice. I really want to see Red awesome. Hot Chili Peppers. They're my favorite band. That, I've that seen would them. Be They're incredible. I've seen them. They're the best. But I love them. My wife saw them at the Tibetan Freedom concert in 1998 with like Pearl Jam and the Beastie Boys and like every wow. band you can imagine in Washington, D.C. Epic concert. Epic. Whoa. Take yep. me back. I missed yeah, yeah, really. Sick. You ever go to like EDM festivals? Oh, what, Andy was there. Andy was there at yeah, the Tibetan Freedom. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I Fun missed that. Crazy. Yeah. Um, do you ever go to like EDM festivals? Uh, no, I haven't really been to anything. Any really? Concerts for I'm surprised. Like, for a while. Yeah, I know. Me too. Um, I think I'm. Yeah, I just just haven't. Do they do they have a lot of cool festivals like in Vietnam? I'm sure they have them. Uh, I. Yeah. I don't know which kind of ones. They've got a good one called Pink. Episode in December, mm. I think. So potentially go to that. But I mean, I think for this year and the last year, to be fair, like, I have been very like kind of focused on building. So I've yep. kind of neglected the neglected the going out a little bit. But that will that will change next year, sure. Are you going back home for Christmas? Uh, I'm not. No, not this year. Till- I'll go to Art Basel. Long, it's a long flight. Yeah, yeah. Go it's to a long ass flight, and I, yeah. I feel a bit yeah. guilty. I, I feel a bit guilty it. to go all the way to America and then not go to England. But I, I think it's just I've got too much stuff going on. And my mum and dad are cool. They're like, do what you want. So, mm-hmm. not this year. Have they ever come to like visit you where you are? Uh, they haven't. No, but um, my mum. So we we actually grew up in, in the Middle East in Bahrain. So my mum was actually there doing a, uh, she was just work, did, did a little stint uh, back at the school they work at. And I said, you should come to Vietnam. It's so close. Um, but she didn't. But yeah, it, I think it is quite far to come. So I do guess it. And they've just moved back to the UK anyway. So it probably won't be for a while. Okay, well, cool. Thank you, Jessica, so much for joining us on the show. Um, I've been following you for a, a hot minute, and I've been seeing your, all your paintings, and I'm like, we need to finally get her on. Fun to have her. Oh, so, yeah. It was well, fun. You. This was a great combo. Yeah, so good. Thank you so much for having me. It's, like, really, really lovely. You set my day off to a wonderful start. So thank nice. You. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the NFT Catcher podcast, and we will catch you in the next one. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Loose. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace.